0: My beloved Son, today we celebrate the baptism of the Lord when Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. It marks his first public event, it begins his public ministry, and for us, it begins at ordinary time. Baptism is interesting because it involves realities seen and realities not seen, things that are unseen. So if you've been to a baptism, you see, you know, usually it's maybe a child, although anybody can be baptized, right, different ages, that you have a child, parents holding their child, and the priest or deacon pours the water and says the words. These words are important because anybody can baptize in an emergency, so everybody needs to know these words. You know, you say the person's name, Matthew, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And through that visible action, something invisible happens. But the visible action reveals the invisible action. Right. So um, the visible realities help us to know the invisible reality. So, for example, that just as we, we pour water... We also, we pour water which washes us, right? The pouring of water is a symbol there of of the washing away of sins. Both actual sins, but also original sin. You also do a baptism in the midst of a community. You have family and godparents and friends. And it symbolizes that in the baptism, we become part of the larger family of God. When I'm born, I'm part of my family. In baptism, we become part of God's family. We're also given the gift of the Holy Spirit that we we put on Christ. We see that in the symbolism of the white garment, that just as this child has put on this white garment, that you and I have put on Christ and become a new creation. So does that make sense? So you have the visible showing the invisible. So Jesus today is baptized. does Jesus need to be baptized? Jesus is God. He doesn't need to be baptized. But we needed him to make holy the waters of baptism. That by Jesus entering into the water, it makes it holy so that when you and I enter the water, we are made holy. And remember, I think my homily last week or sometime was, um, holy means to be set apart yeah, no, two weeks ago, the Holy Family. That, that, so in baptism, we are made holy. We are set apart as part of God's plan. And so this action, this visible action, God shows us a little bit today what's happening there, that the Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove, that the Holy Spirit is present. The Father speaks. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It's revealing for us what happens in our baptism. In our baptism, we are given the Holy Spirit. We are given the indwelling of God so that when the Father looks at us, he sees his Son, Jesus Christ. That's what makes him pleased in us. He sees his Son. And it's a reality whether, I mean, we really can't see it. You, we can't see who's a son of God, a daughter of God, or not. In heaven, in heaven, we'll be able to see. And I think that's something, it's what I want to focus on today because it's a reality that is, but we don't see it. That you and I, from our baptism, are the beloved sons and daughters of a Father who loves us, of a God who pursues us, of Jesus, God, who thinks you and I are worth dying for. And so we have a dignity, a goodness, as beloved sons and daughters that can't, that can't be taken away. I, you might hear me talk about this a lot for two reasons. One, because I think it's something that college students, we struggle with. We tie our identity so much into what we do, our grades, our friends, what people think of us that we forget that our dignity is actually something deeper, more central to us that can't be taken away. But also secondly, that our spiritual life comes from this foundation that is from our dignity of being the sons and daughters of God, something that can't be taken away. I love the, like the image in the prodigal son story. When the son comes back, even though he's covered in pig mud, even though he was really far away, even though he's made a lot of bad decisions, the father runs to him because he loves him. The father puts the family ring on him to remind him of his dignity. That it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe even uh, as we get back from Christmas break, maybe we look and say, you know, wasn't the best break, you know, or maybe like I didn't, I don't have a whole lot to show from it, you know, that I didn't really do anything. I felt kind of lazy. Maybe I got in a fight with my parents or my siblings. Fights, multiple. Uh, so you know, like, you know, maybe we're not feeling super great about that. But God says, it's okay. That doesn't change your dignity. That you're still my beloved son. You're still my daughter that I love, that I desire a relationship with. And I invite you to come and enter into that relationship in a deeper way. You don't have to. But let's, let's do it. Let's go forward. That's why I lo- it's a new year, a new semester, that we have an opportunity before us to enter into a deeper relationship with God than ever before. And that comes from first being here today, Sunday Mass, check. It comes from daily prayer, spending time with the one who loves us, the one who desires peace for us, being reminded of our dignity this week I I talked to a a gentleman who unfortunately had lost his son recently this year and he told me the story and he said, he said my son just, we didn't know he had diabetes, but he went into a diabetic coma and he went to the hospital and one thing after another happened, these complications and things. And in the end um, he didn't make it. And he said for 15 days, All day, every day, I sat by his side. And this image of a father who sees his son, whom he loves, suffering. This son who's doing nothing for the father. In fact, he's draining a bunch of resources. He's he's not adding value. He's not talking to him. But simply because of who he is, And all the more so, because he's suffering, the Father's heart is opened towards him. And the Father said, day and night, for 15 days, I got to know every nurse, every doctor, that I just sat there. Because this is my son, and there's nowhere else I'd rather be. How much more so God the Father wants to be with us, is with us, especially when he sees us suffering, feeling overwhelmed, disconnected, searching for meaning. That the Father loves us and desires our good. That our value in baptism is is who we are. My value is in who I am, not in what I've done or not done. God looks at you and I and he says, I don't just love you, I like you. Somebody recommended the movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood to me. And I was like, what the heck, it's Christmas break. So I went and saw it, and it, there's so much goodness in it. And I think I, as I reflected on my own childhood and watching Mr. Rogers, you know, and, and, I, and thinking like it was very simple, and it was very calming actually, He would talk very slow. (laughs) Um, And I always, I think, I don't know if I just thought, or maybe I was jaded, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's like in real life. But that's just the thing. He was never acting. That's how he is. That Fred Rogers made it his mission in life to help other people know that they have dignity and goodness just because they are. And I was like drawn into that and looking at some of the old episodes and things and there's a, there's one where he meets this young man jeff erlinger who is in an electric wheelchair and jeff comes rolling out and 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 he talks to him and, and he's asking about the wheelchair and then he demonstrates it and and he said your mom and dad must be very proud of you i know i am and, and he says, you know, you're able to talk about all these things so well, and you're helping other people. You just, you feel the affirmation and the goodness there. This, this gentle and loving father, and we get suspicious about that. Like, you know, just mis- you know and, and, and they even comment in the movie, like, does Mr. Rogers, doesn't he have tattoos? Wasn't he a Navy SEAL? No, that, those, were, those were made up because we, no one can be that good. No one's that innocent. No one's that kind. But he was, and how much more so God is, and he, and in that's the episode with Jeff. He he sang this song, and and it's so simple and good and and genuine. Uh, and and the words are, it's the song, is it's you I like. And you can imagine, you can imagine almost like God the Father like saying this to us, and he says it through the scriptures. But he says this to us. He goes, it's you I like. It's not the things you wear it's not the way you do your hair but it's you i like the way you are right now the way down deep inside you not the things that hide you not your toys they're just beside you but it's you i like every part of you your skin your eyes your feelings whether old or new i hope that you'll remember even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like. It's you yourself, it's you, it's you I like. God does not create that which he does not love. That he knows every hair on our heads. He knows the the, the plans he has for us to give us a future full of hope. And that what he wants from us is not perfection, but a relationship. A relationship that is possible because we've been baptized into the grace of his son, Jesus Christ. And that you and I are invited to live and to be and to speak from that dignity of who we are. A beloved son in whom he is well pleased.